Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Stories We Could Tell. Uh, this is actually the second time I've tried to interview this guest. We had a disaster the first time in uh, recording. Uh, it's Anthony Monaco from Orlando. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Good to be uh, good to be sitting here chatting with you. Yeah, for the second time. I, I feel know, like, right? um, yeah, it's like a second date. It's the first know, one right? I've had on here. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, uh, I, I've been excited, man. You know, it's like, and I'm glad we took like, I think, what, a week and a half break from doing this? Yep. So our first run, we got like 30 minutes in and we had a malfunction. So who knows? This one might bomb too. These could be the lost recording tapes. <laughs> so, like someone's going to find them in an alley like when you used to record stuff on tape, you know. But, right. Uh, so what's going on, man? How you been? I've been good. Been uh, just, you know, ready for the weekend. So yeah. I know. It, it, you were so night. excited for this. Yeah. Looking forward to this moment, right? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long week, so I'm just yeah. glad to have a beer and talk Buffett with somebody. Yeah, no kidding. That's it's funny. I do that every day, and I, I'm still excited. I literally, I think, have a drink and talk Buffett daily. So I, I don't get the opportunity, so this is kind of uh, you know out of the norm for me. So yeah, you should just crack one open at work next time and just start talking Buffett. No I should. I yeah. should. I don't know I how well I go over that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. in corporate America, so I don't think that'd go over real well. Yeah. Uh, corporate America probably needs that more than anybody. They actually, do, in my for opinion. sure. But I do want to start off by saying uh, thank you so much uh, again for the care package of Buffett memorabilia. And I, I mentioned it on the last um, episode with um, Delaney and Dylan. But I got home one day and I had down to earth in a box and I had uh, vintage shirts, the full button. Um, I think it's the Rolling Stone article, and I, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much, man. I mean, that's above and beyond. Anybody should never should never do that for you, but that's amazing. You know what? It's It was one of those things where, you know, as we started, because we've been going back and forth for probably like, what, the last month or so, um, you know, Yeah, I think I was either on a boat or something when we first started talking or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, I just, I think what you're doing is like super cool, and I'm like, man you know, what a better person to have this album than, you know, and then hearing you, you know, it was one of the albums you don't have. And I, I got two copies of it. So I was like, what a better, you know, I could sell this thing on eBay for, you know, who knows, 150, 200 bucks, but it's like, I'm not, it's not about the money. It's about kind of passing things along, I think. Yeah. I appreciate it uh, more than you'll ever know. man. So, I definitely I, owe you. <laughs> I'm not coming to Orlando. You'll have to come down to Key West and collect a drink. <laughs> I'm already trying. You know, the wheels are spinning. I'm trying to get down there. Yeah, that's – and I, I do – you're a huge fan of Key West. I am. Yeah, I've been probably five or six times um, and, you know, listening to the Buffett music growing up and – well, not growing up. I got into it sometime my freshman year in college and a um, roommate that I moved down to – I was going in Arizona <clears> – <throat> And uh, my roommate had pulled out this Feeding Frenzy album. That was a, kind of my first introduction to Buffett. And I don't know what it was about that album, man. We must have listened to that thing, you know, a million times that year. Yeah. And um, that summer, I'm, you know, I'm from Chicago, and we had a little summer place up in Wisconsin. And he would play at this Summerfest uh, event every year. And I was, uh, I grew up water skiing and stuff, and I did some show skiing and there was a team that actually put on shows during, you know, through the course of the Summerfest. And Summerfest was probably about two weeks long. And Buffett would go and play there every year. And the first 10,000 people through the gates would get a hand stamp. And so you'd get into the lawn area. Yeah. 
And so that was kind of my introduction to it. And after that first concert, I was, I was like, man, this thing's, this is great. Yeah. It's like a gateway drug. So feeding frenzy is what, what did it for me. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, speaking of feeding frenzy, uh, let's talk about your tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 19 or 20, somewhere, somewhere in that, in that range. Um, yeah, just I don't know something about the shark that was on the actual disc itself. Yeah, isn't um, he smiling or something like that? He's smiling. He's got sunglasses on, and um, I'd never gotten a tattoo before, so that was my first tattoo. Um, and yeah, so I went in with the CD, and I showed the guy, uh, you know, I showed the guy the the CD, and I said, "Can you do this?" And he's like, "Sure." So. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I've seen the photo of it, uh, but I just had to bring that up, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But you do, besides the tattoo, you have an insane collection. Um, You you do have the biggest collection of anything that I've, of anybody I've actually talked to. You know, it's funny because I don't look at it as a collection as, you know, more. Yeah, hoarders hoarders never know. They never say they have a problem. No, and it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's funny because like when we started talking, I I have all this stuff like in bins, you know, in a little storage area in my house. And I started pulling stuff out. And as I was sending you pictures, I was like, in my head, I'm like, this guy's going to think I'm crazy. And yeah, um, I definitely do. You know, it's all yeah. good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things where, you know, I would just, I'd find stuff, you know, and, you know, it started with the vinyls and you know, every, everywhere I'd go, you know, I'd hit a couple of used record stores, you know, whatever city I was in and, you know, I'd always come back with something. And, um, you know, 30 years later I got, you know, boxes full of stuff that, you know, who knows what I'll do with one day, but it's all there. Well, you need to do something with it. Um, because your 45 collection is insane. <laughs> and we had talked about this. I love the 45 artwork. But only like I think like seven or eight of the albums actually had a cover. Yeah, there's only a handful of them that that actually have like picture sleeves to them. Yeah, and I, I have and there's some of them are hilarious. I love the if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. One of the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it, it's so like '80s cheesy. I love it, man. Just that grand and and I think they they flip the colors around or something on it. Um, I love it. Um, you probably I don't know how many 45s you have, but it's a lot. I mean, you know, put it this way. So it's funny because I had a buddy of mine that uh, I walked into his garage one day and he had just two jukeboxes sitting in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what are you doing with these things? And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, he's in the bar business and he's like a bar closed down and they've been sitting here for years. I'm like, you want to sell one? And he's like, no. So he was actually living with a friend of mine and um, they were out of town and they came, they were coming back and they said, you know, when we get home, those jukeboxes got to be out of our garage. They were taking up space. So he called me up and I went and picked one up. And for probably a couple of years, I had a, a jukebox in my garage that was all Buffett 45s. That is awesome. And did, I do. Did I, you play it often? Yeah. I mean, I'm a car guy, so I'm always out in the garage and doing stuff. And I would just sit there and make selections, you know, and it was kind of a, a shitty jukebox that had like this scratchy you know, old school bar feel to it. And it was you know, just, that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. The sound was awesome. You know, yeah. it was, it's what I love you'd that, expect. Man. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. You've got me thinking like, man, I should do this. I should buy an old <laughs> and start collecting the 45s. Um, but you know, 
you don't see them anywhere. You got to get them on eBay or whatever now. Uh, even record stores, I go in, there's no 45s anywhere, man. We got a couple good places here in Orlando that actually have a really big selection. Really? So, you know, every, I don't know, once or twice a year, if I'm in the area, I'll swing by and just kind of browse. Yeah, know, that's awesome. You probably have everyone released though at this point, right? Um, I Honestly, I don't know. I guess, yeah, it'd be hard because I don't even, I even know some of those existed actually. You know, there's a lot of promotional ones in there, like white label stuff. And yeah, I just. Oh, your promotional, uh, was that 72, right? Uh, what do you mean? You have the, uh, you have the sample or the white album. Oh, is what the, they yeah, call the, it. The, yeah. Well, no, that was off of You Had to Be There. So that would have been, what, 78 or something like that. Yeah. But that's, is that the one? It says sampler on it, the big white one. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a regular size disc, and I yeah. think it's got you know probably six, seven songs on it. I think that's what came out prior to you had to be there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I learned something new too. I, I it, think don't don't quote me on it. Yeah, someone's gonna send me some nasty message that we misquoted it. You got it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, no kidding. I don't really care. Sorry. I'm sure Jimmy doesn't remember either. So no. Uh, and then you 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 have the laser disc, which is hilarious. We don't even need to talk about that too much, but yeah, <laughs> but it is cool looking. And then let's talk about your fingers harmonica, which is probably the coolest thing you own, in my opinion. It's it's one of those pieces that like I'm like I just got to hang this thing up, you know. Um, you I framed in, it well. I was in Margaritaville for in Key West. Uh, it was the only year I went down to Meeting of the Mind, so '98, I believe. Um, somewhere in there. And we went into Margaritaville, um, you know, had a front row table and he was in there playing with, uh, we'd gone in actually to see Peter Mayer, who's um, Jimmy's guitarist and, you know, Roger Guth, who's a drummer is in the band and Jim Mayer, the bassist, he's in the band and they have kind of like their offshoot band. And we went and saw them and Fingers was there and ended up, you know, bringing down the house. I mean, his energy on stage is just, it's ridiculous. And it was such a fun night. And after the show, you know, I just went up to him and I asked him if, you know, I could have one of his harmonicas. And man, he reached into his sack and pulled one out and asked him if he could sign it. And yeah, so I thought it was a pretty cool uh, souvenir to take away from that night. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You got the harmonica and it's like, hey, could you put a little extra on here? (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to believe it's yours, man. You know what I mean? So, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, it, It always makes me feel great that the band members have been great to people. And, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. So, you know, with me, um, I actually got to be friends with someone in the band and through a really good buddy of mine, Craig, he kind of, you know, I went from, you know, lawns and, you know, getting into the seating and stuff like that of that nature. And um, he kind of introduced me and, you know, I went to, I don't even know how many shows I've been with him. And, you know, it was from there on, it was kind of a different scene. And, you know, you go to these shows, you got tickets waiting for you, you got backstage passes and, you know, backstage isn't, I've been to some other concerts where I've been backstage where the band's there, you know, and Jimmy's in a different area. I've never seen him back there. Um, and typically it's like friends and family of band members and they come out, you know, so, but it's still kind of a cool, you know, it's still got that special feel to it. And, you know, through the years, you see a lot of these other band members and they realize that you're friends with somebody. And so, you know, you talk to them at the, you know, the backstage areas and, you know, through the years, you just kind of get to know them, you know, yeah. it's, everybody's just so nice and humble, 
you know, it's yeah. just a very cool vibe. Well, you, you've met, um, you've probably met most of the band from the photos I've seen. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and this was through the, is this mostly through the nineties or early two thousands or is um, it still going is, on to this day? Uh, no, no, this is probably like, I think 96, 97 through like 2000, somewhere in there. Um, okay. And, oh, that's right. Cause uh, Mac had that hairdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I still, you know, I still go once or twice a year, you know, whenever he's close and, you know, I still got some connections. So, you know, I can get some tickets and stuff like that. And it's funny cause it's, it almost sounds bad, but it's like, you know, I think once you, once you sit down in the seats, it's like, you don't want to go back to the lawn, you know, oh, it's yeah, not the same, man. it's not the same experience. No, and, I, I um, will not be, I'm not a long guy. Everybody knows I'm not a long guy that I go with. I, I'd rather pay to get the show. Um, I, I like the party when I was 16 to 20, probably in the sure. back because I could drink, you could do whatever you wanted back there. But once it was time to like hear the music and watch the live performance, I want as close as humanly possible. It, it's funny because, you know, when I first started going, um, you know, it was once a summer. And then, you know, I moved to Arizona and we saw him, you know, played in at Desert Sky Pavilion at the at the amphitheater there. And I found out, you know, this is like really before the Internet and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking at my tour shirt that I bought and I'm like, oh, he's going to be in L.A. in two days. And, uh, you know, hopped in the car and drove down to the box office and scored some tickets and, you know, went and saw him at the Greek theater in LA. And, um, so I started kind of, you know, whenever I had the chance to go see him, I would, and it went from going there and just getting, you know, totally shit faced and not remembering anything to I'm like, you know, this is no fun. It's like, I want to remember the shows and the songs. And, you know, so I've kind of, you know, I stopped the tailgate and, you know, kind of show up right at showtime, have a few beers and go yeah. in and enjoy the show, you know? Yeah. It, and it's funny. Like, I didn't think it like the closer you are, the more serious they are. The further you get back, the drunker people get all the way up the hill, you know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a gradual like uh decline, but it's going up, you know? <laughs> so, and I've been on that hill many times. Oh, and I've know? been down that hill on accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it was a good time, but I'm with you. Um, and the lawns are so packed anymore, man. They are. They really get every single dime out of those places. And but I understand like, that, you know. You know, it's crazy. I mean, you get up to go to the bathroom and it's like you spend 20 minutes trying to figure out where you're sitting. Yeah. You know? And if you had a few beers and it's even <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> even worse. I'm sitting next to some random people for the next song when yeah. I come back. But um, you do have a bathroom song and it's Cheeseburger in Paradise. You know, <laughs> <laughs> usually that's my beer and uh, in piss break. Yeah, it is. Um, so. And I'm with you, I, I, you know, and anytime Brown Eyed Girl come on, I'm out. Man. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I got to admit, I'm singing it on the way out, you know. Oh, of course. Um, I still like the song. It's yeah. just something like I've heard, you know, at least mine is not a Buffett song. Right. <laughs> it's a cover. Yeah. Mine's a cover, man. Yours is yours is a hit, a top 10 hit probably of it. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I took my daughter to the show, to her first show. So I got a 17-year-old daughter and I took her, I think back in like 2017 or something. And uh, it was cool. You know, I took her and, and my fiance and, you know, we had tickets and backstage passes. So it was, you know, kind of cool to show her, you know, to show her kind of that that side of it. And, um, you know, I, I think I sent you the video. It's just, you know, we did, yeah. it's just kind of a joke, but he started playing it. We were sitting in the seats and we sat down, you know, and yeah. kind of 
grimaced and shook our head and it was more of a joke but you know the video is funny it it was so much disappointment (laughs) (laughs) even in a 17 year old eyes like disappointment for cheeseburger in paradise but it is still a great song yeah you know it's just i get it you've heard it a million times but and it's not the anthem like margaritaville no no you know and you know i go to the shows and i don't care what he plays you know? I'm the same as you. Yeah, and I just I want to I want the experience. I want to hear the music. I'm in the moment. Um, I mean, he could play the same song for 30 songs that he plays for the night, and yep. I'd be just as happy. Yeah, he he could play like Landfall. Yeah, like oh yeah, <laughs> something like that. And I would be like, just keep playing it, man. It's awesome. Totally. But it's it's great that you introduce uh, your daughter to this. And is she a fan now? Is that like? You know, it's funny. And, uh, you know, I had a moment with her last night and I got a really close relationship with her. And so, you know, through all this, you know, going through my old stuff, I got a box of CDs that are, you know, I got a ton of bootlegs and I got, you know, everything obviously that that's been on CD. And she was kind of looking through this box. I've been, you know, put a lot of this stuff up on my, um, you know, into my iTunes account. And, um, so I'm just going through stuff. I'm like, man, I'm like, I have so much good stuff here. I'm like, but you can't get it on iTunes. So, you know, put it in my CD, you know, CD player, my computer and, and, and uploading it. And she was going through it and we just had like this 30 minute conversation last night. And it was, you know, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite album? You know, this is mine. And she's like, you know, I don't know why she's like, but every time I hear pirate looks at 40, you know, I tear up. And it's like from a 17 year old kid, you know, I mean, she grew up, she listened to what I did because we were always in the car. And so it was whatever music I had playing, which was pretty much, you know, Buffett and I'm a big Counting Crows fan. And so, you know, she surprises me sometimes, you know, with conversations like that. Yeah. You, you, she thinks she cries now at seventeen with pirate. Wait till she's forty. <laughs> yeah, right? Wait till wait till I pull out a yeah. you know, Delaney talks of statues for yeah, you know, no kidding the father yeah. and and daughter wedding dance song. Yeah, I, oh. no kidding. It's a and just once life beats you up a little bit, some of these songs have some really deep meaning. <laughs> so. They do. They really do. You know, and that's I think that's the draw. It's like you know I don't listen to the radio. You know, I don't listen to like current music. Um, I'm just not into it. It's like his stuff is so, it's just real. You know, he's, he's, you know, singing stories that he's lived and, you know, that's kind of the, the allure for me at least. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And I I think I said this last time, I think the honesty is always, is what attracted me the most. Um, The honesty of the songs, uh, the life taken, the path he took, everything is basically mapped out in, in music yeah. and books. I mean, I absolutely love that, man. Um, it, it's pretty cool. And I, I hope she keeps listening, but I this what is your favorite song and album? You and I have actually never talked about this, which is kind of nice. You know, uh, you know, it's your daughter fun. can come to a guest spot on my uh, podcast. If she wants, to. <laughs> she's going to ask these questions too. It's funny. Like, you know, she asked me that last night and it's something that I've been thinking about, obviously listening to your podcast and some of the questions that you ask and, you know, I'm like you. I love the old stuff. You know, I love white sport code. I love, you know, living and dying and A1A and Havana Day Dreaming. And, you know, I could, you give me those four albums to listen to for the rest of my life and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, same here. And, um, but he's got such a big collection of different sounding music, you know? And it's like, I think if I had to pick one album and it, goes outside of the classic range floor days for me is probably my favorite 
You know, I get that a lot, actually, man. It, which is funny because I think it's, is that like eighty six or something like that? It's somewhere in there. Um, you know, I want to say, yeah, eighty five, eighty six. Um, yeah. And I don't know what it is about that album. To me, it's Florida. You know, and I anything. You know, and, and part of this, I think, is because of just the music and where it kind of puts you. And, you know, I do a lot of reading and all the readers that I'm that I'm in, or all the authors that I'm into are all Florida writers. And yeah. it's, it's kind the of, heat. it's the yeah. heat. It's, <laughs> you know, it's reading a book that, you know, I've been to these places and you can kind of relate with it. Yeah. And um, so I don't know what it is about Florida days, but man, Sunday afternoon, couple beers by the pool put yeah. it on and i'm just kind of i'm in i'm in a different zone you know a different right. world oh i get it man because my my pool album is actually banana wind i didn't okay. think it was, i think it's the smoothest like i feel like i'm in the heat when i listen to that i'm like i'm sitting by the pool you know what i mean and that's a very new album for me to listen to mostly yeah. i mean but i mean you know some of the stuff on there i mean you got you know bob roberts society band is probably oh i love it man. i love the song you know and you know, overkill and, and stuff of that. And obviously schoolboy heart. Um, yeah. It's mental floss is on there. And I think it's some of the greatest lyrics ever written, you know, but I mean, even the stuff <laughs> in the nineties, you know, yeah. it's great. You know, barometer soups, one of my, my favorite albums and fruitcakes and, you yeah. know, fruitcakes. Um, I don't dive into that much. It, it's funny, man. It, it's, um, that's, I skip over a lot and people, you know, cause, and people give me grief sometimes. So what do you mean? You don't listen to fruitcakes or, uh, you know, I, Beach House on the Moon. I haven't listened to in a while. I'll say, and, and but, most but of that, that stuff, I love somewhere over China is awesome, dude. You know? so. Probably, probably my second favorite album. Oh, you it's know, so good, man. And I just kind of picture him like he could sing that. Like I picture him like in a lounge act somewhere. Yeah, you in know? a velvet suit. That's yeah. what like the whole polyester vibe, man. And and just kind of it's it's got that vibe to it, you know and. Yeah. So for me, it's really hard to pick out my favorite album or my favorite song because there's so many, you know, from the early stuff through, you know, some of his latest albums. And um, it's just, yeah, so I don't really, I've never really thought of it in in those terms of, you know, what's my favorite. I just don't, I don't have one. Yeah, it's tough. There's so much good out there that I'm with you. I mean, my favorite, Savannah, and I st- lately I have been listening to "Living and Dying" a three quarter time. Like, great, I mean, it's a great album. Man. And it, it's a little more. It's definitely more like country vibe to it, you know. With, uh, I mean, the whole Livingston's gone to Texas is on there. West I mean, Nashville's on there. I mean, Brahma Fear and Ring yeah. and Ring. Brahma Fear is probably one of my favorite songs. Me too. I, know. Someone asked me last night. Um, they're like, what's your favorite three? And I actually put Brahma Fear. And mine changes all the time because, I mean, I listen to it and I talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. with the if it's with the Instagram and now Facebook. Um, and, you know, it's just it's the things growing where there's a lot of people who reach out because they have the same connection to things that we do. Right. But it does change. And Brahma Fear was on my top three last night. It might not be next week, but right now it is. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. So and this is probably going back to like 99. And um, I, I've i been fortunate to, I don't know if meeting the right people or knowing the right people. Um, I knew a guy that worked at the Orlando Margaritaville. And uh, he was in the house band there. And when Jimmy would come to town, he would call me. And he'd say, hey, he's like, you may want to come out for dinner tonight. And that's all he said to me. 
and I kind of knew what, you know, what the implication was. So I go out there one night and it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And, um, you know, I get out there at like seven o'clock, I have dinner, you know, 10, 10 30 rolls around. I'm like, he's not showing up. I'm getting out of here. And, you know, I got to work in the morning and I walked out and he was walking in. And so I kind of looped around, went back in and he ended up going on stage with the house band for, he probably played for a good hour, hour and a half with these guys. And, um, you know, I had a Nokia flip phone and oh, nice. I'm, I'm right in the front and there's probably less than 50 people in this place. Um, you know, middle of the week off season. And, uh, so I got my phone open and I call my buddy Ponch, who's back in Wisconsin, another guy that I've gone to a ton of shows with, and I'm holding the phone up, waiting for him to start playing. And Jimmy looks down at me and he grabs my phone out of my hand. And, uh, so he gets on the phone and, you know, everybody's yelling and, you know, he gets on the phone and he's like, Hey, who's this? And, you know, Hey, it's Jimmy Buffett. And so funny. And so you sent me the photo of this, yeah. right? And okay. I'm, I'm sitting there like, I can't believe it, you know? And so he goes, what do you want to hear? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Jimmy looks at the microphone and he goes, Brahma fear. He goes, I don't think I've played that in like 20 years. That's funny. And all of a sudden he gets this look on his face and he looks down like he's really trying to listen. And he gets this look of surprise on his face and he looks back up at the crowd and he goes, he's singing me my song. That and is so funny. he listens to it for about, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I think I can do that. And he hands the phone back to me, plays Brahma fear and gets the phone back. And he's like, how'd I do, you know? And so that was, you know, er, probably like November of I think it was 99 and he came to Orlando, you know, I think in December or something like that. Maybe it was October when he came, but he played that song during, you know, when he came back out after intermission for, you know, for the acoustic set. And my buddy, Chris, who was on the phone was three rows in front of us. We were like eighth row. He was like fifth row. And the whole place is sitting down. We're like the only people standing up, you know, we've had a few, few drinks and he turns around and he just starts screaming, he's playing this because of me. And I mean, yeah. it's just a great story, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And so. the, the photo you got is actually hilarious. I'm going to post that when I when we do this podcast because <laughs> it is a funny shot. Because I was like, it's funny to see Jimmy on a flip phone also. Yeah. You know? And that's a picture that's probably not out in the public anywhere. No, and I mean, I have, you know, I mean, this is when, you know, we had camera rolls. You know, there wasn't really anything digital. So everything... Yeah. You know, I take a roll of 35 film, you know, 36 pictures or whatever, and I'd get maybe like five or six good ones out of it. Yeah. You know? it, and that, it's a, it's kind of fun to find photos that people have never seen before. Yeah. Which is always like a big wow because the internet's, I mean, you can find anything you anything. want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. So it, and that's kind of ruined it too a little bit, you know, being able to see the set list every single night or, you know what I mean? It takes like your, like you kind of know what you're going into, like to a concert. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And besides the memorabilia and everything, um, uh, you have the, uh, iconic, uh, the original Margaret, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Martin guitar. I do. I got that, you know, one of those things that, you know, I got a guitar for Christmas one year. Um, and I think it was like 98 or something like that. I think that's the year the guitar came out. And, uh, when I first saw it, I'm like, I'd love to have it, but I don't, I don't play an instrument. I've never played an instrument. 
and um, somebody had given me a guitar for Christmas, you know, just like a two, three hundred dollar ovation or something. And I said, all right, if I if I learn how to play this thing and um, and I stick with it, you know, I'll buy myself a nice guitar. And uh, and I did, you know, I play that thing all the time. And, uh, you know, I think it was like ninety nine or 2000 when I, when I bought the guitar and I actually called Martin and I said, you know, off, I I know these things are sold out. They've been sold out, you know, on the off chance, you know, do you guys know anything about it? And they're like, we were just at a a music, uh, like a music, not a fest, but some kind of trade show. And there's a dealer in Virginia that's got it. And um, I called the guy up and yeah, and I bought it. That's awesome. So, and that's the one thing I am going to get eventually. Uh, I'm not going to get the black one. I don't like it. Yeah, but I do like the original, and they're out there a little bit. And uh, you know, what I'm really looking for now is the it was the LX one, the the, the mini Martin. painted one. Yeah, and I well, I think it was only like 300 made or something like that, man. And, and the other and day, not that expensive. No, but they are now. They are now, yeah. <laughs> because you can't buy them. No. Uh, but there was one on Reverb the other day, and I went to buy it, and it had it sold right in front of me for 600 bucks. Oh, and I no was way. Like, I was like brokenhearted, man. But so, even yeah. like they did those two that came out that you don't really see at all. They did that shellback in that uh, the Polywog. And yeah, I'm not a shellback guy, man. Yeah. Uh, they were just kind of, I don't know, the whole thing, you know, it's like you kind of in your head, you're like, oh, that'd be cool to have that whole guitar collection. Yeah, you want the whole thing, you but know, it's like, I mean, it's where really am I going to cool. put them? You know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to play them. I'm like... I have three now, and yeah. I, I would get rid of one if I got the uh, the Martin. So yeah. that's my that's my goal, um, in to get the little Martin. So, And then you had the copy of One Made, which is awesome. Um, I'm going to post a photo of that, too, because I don't know how many people are actually going to know that guitar from the 90s, late 80s, I it think. Was, no, that was definitely like... That's kind of when I started going to, you know, when I already knew somebody in the band and... I was kind of that 95 to 98 and yeah. um, it's funny because when I first started playing um, I had gone I was getting guitar lessons from like a George's music or something and this guy had sent me into this uh, this little guitar shop to have some work done on the guitar and I walked in and they had a bunch of pictures of you know Jimmy on the wall with a bunch of other musicians this hole in the wall and um, you know talking to these two guys that worked in there this place called the guitar factory here in Orlando and Bill and Douglas have been building guitars. I don't know for how long, but they are, I mean, luthiers to the extreme. And, um, and so we just started kind of talking. And so I found myself like just swinging in this place and just talking with them and super cool guys. And, um, so I asked them, you know, where they were fans and they're like, well, you know, we built his guitars. And so I started realizing what the guitars they had built for him was, cause I've been seeing these things for years, but I never knew anything about them or the brand or anything. And, um, so yeah, so I played for, you know, a year or two and, uh, and I went in, I was looking at like a, a strap, uh, like an American strat or something and it's cool wooden guitar and I wanted to get an electric. And, uh, so I had no idea what these things cost. Um, I knew what the strat cost and I went in and, you know, the difference in money wasn't really that big. And so I had him build me one and it was, it was a super cool process you know, from picking out all the wood and watching them make this, I'd actually gone and videoed this thing with these guys and it's still sitting in a box somewhere. I've never done anything with it. Maybe one day I will, but it was just, it was really cool to watch the process of, of seeing a guitar like that made. And, um, it's not an exact copy. I think I swapped two of the woods out, but it's, it's pretty close, but it's a, it's an amazing guitar. Hmm. It looks dead on it, man. Yeah. I mean, from, you know, from what I can tell, 
it, it, it's super wild. I mean, the, the, the coloring and the pattern on it are just, you know, it's crazy. Um, yeah. and these guys workshop is just amazing. So not you know, what you'd I, expect. Yeah. And like, how do you just, is it just like on your wall still? That, you know? Yeah. I mean, I saw, you know, I, I'll pull it down. I got, you know, a little crate amp that I'll plug in every once in a while. And, uh, you know, usually I just play my ovation just cause I can beat it up. And if it falls or I hit it yeah. against a chair leg or something and, you know, my other two are just kind of sitting there. So, and I mean, I, I pull them down and play them for sure. What do you think of the Martin posted yesterday on Buffett's social media? I mean, dude, that was pretty cool. That guitar. And it's funny. I sent you a message on it because, and that was something, you know, I had, you talked about it recently about that nautical wheelers. Yeah. It's, video. The, it's my favorite video ever recorded. And it. I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, and I was watching it like you said something about it and I turned it on just kind of, you know, check it out again and realize that was the same guitar that, that he, that he had, yeah, you know? And I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, that video is probably from what mid seventies, early seventies. Oh man. I, I have no idea. It, it's funny because they quoted the um, date of the painting or the guitar or whatever. And then someone sent me a message. Oh, you know, that date's not right. Right. And I love that about Buffett. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. He still has it. That's what's important. I have it, man. <laughs> but the memory being gone makes it that much more beautiful yeah. to me, man. And the 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 kind of the we don't really know the timeline makes it priceless. Even better. Yeah, and it's beat up, and, you know, and it has love to it. But to be able to watch most musicians switch guitars, they switch vendors. I mean, so much. But this man has kept. That collection he's had, and there's photos of it out there. You know, they post them. It's beautiful. And I had no idea. You know, you I think you posted something or you sent me a picture of him like in this room with all these yeah. guitars. Yeah. And so I think that's pretty cool that uh, that through the years he's kept everything. Yeah, you know? and I'm sure there's some that have gone to auction oh, sure. for somebody or a charity, which is great. But there's guitars like that in the telly he plays should never be sold. No. No, I mean they should be in a museum after you know he's done playing and everything, or the family should keep them. I love that. Yeah, man. I, 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 I would love Martin if they're going to do another Buffett model. Should be that one to bring with something that, to the electric side of it. Yeah, no, with that paint job. Oh, on that thing, yeah. Oh, that would be a sweet reproduction. I would pay for that one, man, because that, would be that has the look. Yeah. Uh, but the video is amazing. If no one has, if you haven't seen it, watch the nautical wheelers from Tales of Margarita Field. It's amazing, man. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, it's funny when they posted that. I was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, you and I were talking, and several people reached out to me because they know I, I love that guitar as well. So, um, and then you, I was just looking through our, our past conversation, man. You were mentioned in Coconut Telegraph and – you're the second person I've talked to today who was mentioned in Coconut Telegraph. Well, <laughs> let me – it's not true. So no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, you know, 97, 98, I can't remember. Um, I, was, I went to Jazz Fest and, you know, he was playing there. And I had – I can't remember where I saw it. Internet was around at this time. Um, but I saw that Peter Mayer was playing. Peter Mayer band was playing at Margaritaville like two days before Jazz Fest, and or that Jimmy was playing Jazz Fest. And the night before Jazz Fest, Club Trini was playing. And those are all, you know, members of his current band or were members of the current band that kind of had their own little offshoots of 
you know, of little things that they would play before. And uh, so I had called up and I was lucky enough to get tickets for, for both of those two nights. And Jimmy actually showed up both nights. And that was probably one of the most fun three or four days kind of going out and, and seeing stuff. And obviously that was probably the first time I think I've ever seen him in such a small, intimate venue. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, Margaritaville looks like in New Orleans now. Um, but when I Is was it there, gone? I don't think it's gone. Um, I don't know if it's been remodeled or what, but it was a, it was a pretty small place. And so, you know, I met, that's where I met my buddy Craig at, um, that I'm still friends with to this day because of Jimmy, you know, and it's like our common bond and another buddy of mine, Chris. And we just, um, you know, it's funny. You meet these people along the way that you still keep in touch with. And, you know, I got three or four buddies that I can really talk Buffett with and, and that get it. And, um, and so anyway, so you know, Jimmy came out, I think it was during the club Trini the second night and, um, he picks up the set list and I think in the, in coconut telegraph, it says he tore it down the middle, you know, and said, you know, let's rock or something. And, you know, my recollection was he tore this thing in about, you know, 20, 30 pieces threw it up in the air and he's like, fuck this. He goes, we're going to play what we want. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And we were right in front and, you know, I got, you know, a good portion of the pieces and, um, you know, I was definitely a little bit overserved that night and, uh, funny story for that night that, uh, I, I kind of look back, you know, 20 some years later and I'm like, did this really happen? Um, you know, Margaritaville had, a, it was a small place and I'm in line for the bathroom. There's a line out the door. I think they had like two stalls and a shitter in there or something like that. And I'm in line and I was definitely, uh, you know, I was probably a few beers past what I should have been. And yeah. I turn around and I'm looking into like basically the chest of this guy who's like six, seven. And I look up and it's Randy Johnson. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> so I turn around and what I drink and, and when I'm at that point, like my senses aren't really that great. And I say shit that just, there's no filter. And, um, I turn around again and I look up at him and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, aren't you Dennis Eckersley, the big hurt? And he doesn't even look at me. Yeah. And, no um, and I turn around and, you know, a couple guys in line there are laughing and I'm like, maybe he didn't hear me, you know? <laughs> so I turn back around and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, aren't you Dennis Eckersley, the big hurt? And he looks down at me and he goes, it's Randy Johnson. It's the big unit. You fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in line started laughing and I turned around and I knew who he was. I knew that wasn't his, and I was just like, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I'm that guy. Um, so it was a, it was a great week, um, or weekend that, you know, just, I made some, you know, lifelong friends that weekend and it was just, it was awesome. I got some great memories from it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I bet he's like the nicest dude in the world, Randy Johnson, by the way. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea, you know, but I definitely didn't get any points that night with him. Yeah. So. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Well, don't do that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're lucky that's all he did because that, that dude could probably knock your teeth out. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, but out of all the venues, where uh, where's your favorite, man? Um, You know, Wisconsin is where – you know, there's a place up there called Alpine Valley, which is just a whole nother world. It's, 
it's out outside uh, of the city limits, uh, if you want to call it a city in Lake Geneva, but it's just kind of in the farmlands. And um, it's almost like a field of dreams. You know, you're driving down these corn stalked, you know, roads and you kind of pull up to this place. Alpine was probably one of my favorites. And then we had a place that was just outside of Chicago called Poplar Creek that was, that's not there anymore. Um, I don't know if it's because they were close to my house or, you know, my hometown, but, you know, those are probably some of the coolest places, you know, at least yeah. for me. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you went the Greek, you went to the Greek. That's pretty awesome. The Greek was pretty cool. You know, I, uh, that was kind of early in my, uh, in my concerts of Buffett. So I drank more than I should have and don't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah. You don't want to fall down at the Greek. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, super cool place. You know, yeah. Not you know, the most forgiving hill. No. And we were down, I mean, we were probably in, you know, 20th or 30 rows. I did find out that, you know, and I've done it quite a few times before I knew anybody was you could usually get really good seats if you hung out at the box office almost till showtime. Yeah. Because they usually release some seats and they're usually really good seats. And I've, I've, I've gotten fortunate enough to, you know, to pick up some great seats. And I, at Alpine, I think we ended up getting like second centers. Yeah. And that's probably the best seats I've had. You know, and usually with the band tickets, you're anywhere from, you know, 10, 10 to fifth row, something like that, you know, and yeah. you're usually put on the side of the person, you know. And so it was, it was always just a great time. I loved it. Yeah. And I, I got to ask you one more question about the Key West thing, too. Uh, Captain Tony, <laughs> you, you obviously met Captain Tony. I was fortunate enough, and that was actually in Tampa. Oh, and really? That's, that was, makes that story suck. No. Uh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the cool thing back in, like, that late 90s area um, or, you know, time frame was, you know, so he had Peter Mayer playing in his band – and he had, you know, Matt playing in his band um, and Club Trini playing. And these guys would always have, this is when Buffett was doing, you know, two concerts, you know, a weekend. And, um, you know, he'd maybe do like a Thursday, Saturday or a Friday, Saturday show. And so for a while he was doing kind of in-betweeners. And I think it was, don't quote me, but I want to say possibly during that, you know, the the Tuesdays sat or Thursday Saturdays and I think it was before he actually adopted that but so these guys would always play somewhere in between and they would call them the in between shows and um and that's where I met him in Tampa at just some you know some bar and he was sitting at a table and you know people were taking pictures with him and I got you know one of his posters signed um got a picture with him which I thought was like super cool because uh, I think the first the first thing I ever got was a buddy of mine, Kevco, had gone down to Key West in the late 80s or early 90s and actually ran into him. He was at Captain Tony's of all places and um, and got me an autograph. And I think the autograph something says something like, to Anthony, same name, Captain Tony or something like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and it's it was actually on, if the phone doesn't ring, it's me, stationary from Margaritaville and it's upside down. You know? Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that makes it that makes it very Captain Tony's. And yeah. I have it, you know, I have it in a small frame, and you know, again, just one of the things that just sitting there in boxes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's something you should probably hang up, man. I probably should. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Uh, you know, the bar just opened, Captain Tony's again. I need to go in there next week and just kind of hang out for a day. Yeah, um, I saw the bars are starting to open down there. 
yeah, everything's open now, man. Uh, all the drunks are back at it. You know, but they, <laughs> they never stopped down here anyway. We, yeah. just put, we put tables next to the bar. That's all we did. So that's too funny. Every every bar you went to, you could still sit at the bar. Just you had a table in between you and the bar, but you were still at a at the bar. So right, it was great. Right. So let me ask you something. So you're from? I think you're from where? Cincinnati. Yeah, originally, yeah. So have you been to Riverbend a bunch of times? Yeah, I, I that was my first uh, concerts was Riverbend. Um, my first concert was UB40, probably cool. the crappiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but um, my, my first Buffett show was in, in Cincinnati, man. And uh, Riverbend is always fun because that's that's where I'm from. And that's for my memories of drinking right. at 16 and all that stuff. You know, people handing me beers, my, my friends, my cousins. Uh, so I, I always have a special place in my heart with that, you know. It's a and, cool, it's a cool place because you hear so much about it, and I've I've seen concerts there, yeah. and you know I think again probably like late late nineties ninety six ninety seven somewhere in there, and you know we went down there and um, and that was my first time there, and I remember a buddy of mine had this, you know, so it used to be Riverbend Stadium or whatever they call it. And then next door, there was like a horse track or something. Oh yeah. Turf, uh, that's river down. Still there. Okay. And then next yeah. to that, there was this, it was this shitty little hotel. It was a motel. Still there. And is it really? Yeah. So, we, <laughs> yeah. so we stayed there. And oh, uh, man. I had a, bu- a buddy of ours had brought his dog. I don't know what the hell happened to the dog during the concert, but he was there with us during the tailgate and he was there with us after the concert. That's funny. And, uh, and we stayed in that hotel and somewhere along the line, the dog got fleas and we woke up like, you know, it was a shag carpet. It was a, it was a shithole. I'm and, sure. Um, I guarantee I didn't look last time I was there, but there was a, I remember the hotel cause it's right before the horse stalls. Right. And then there's a bar in there that is just Well, we like, karaoke'd in there that night. Oh, that has got to be just... You're the only person I've ever met to actually go in there, actually. And <laughs> actually, we, you know, me and my four buddies did God's Own Drunk and karaoke. Oh, nice. I, I'm sure that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. my God. I don't think you had any words right. I mean, no. we were at the end of the night. and uh, But, you know, again, a great memory of Cincinnati, yeah, for sure. That's funny. It's And speaking of God's Own Drunk, I, I listen to it all the time. It's one of my favorite covers he does. It is my favorite cover, probably. Absolutely. Um, and I always forget that it's a cover. But I will say, like, he, I guess he started playing that again in 2011 or right. something like that, which is great. Um, but I kind of want to see this on the new uh, Songs You Don't Know by Art. It would be very cool. You know? It should be the last one, in my opinion. That's just my you know humble opinion. Because I think a lot of Buffett fans – always love that song it's a great bar song it's a great boat song it's a great song all around but there was what 30 years yeah i mean 40? i mean it's gone it's you know it's funny because it's it's one of the songs that doesn't matter what i'm listening to as far as whether it's a live show or one of the studio albums or you know i have a lot of old old stuff like 70s stuff yeah. And he seems to always play it, you know, within these albums and with these concerts. Oh, it was a staple for a long time. And I was listening to one the other day. Um, I don't, I can't remember right now where it was from, but he goes into it and he was actually getting sued uh, by, I think, Buckley Jr.'s son. Yeah, it was his son. Yeah. And so he, he, you know, on this, on this show that I have, he, you know, comes up with this song called The Lawyer and the Asshole. Yeah, which is great and, too. Oh, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> and so, but, you know, those are probably, 
you know, I got a bunch of old recordings and some of those old ones are probably the ones that I listen to the majority of the time because I love, for me, it's the songs and the purity of them, but it's just him and a guitar, maybe a couple guys. Um, yeah. But it's the banter that, that happens in between the songs. You oh, know? it's great, man. Uh, and you had to be there as far as a, a studio release is the best version. Of it is. Opinion. And that's probably my favorite, you know, from the live stuff. That's my favorite album. I mean, it's got oh, everything. I'm with you, man. And what happened? Is Perrier Blues going to be on the uh, songs you don't know by heart? I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you sit there and you're like, oh, man, I wish you'd do this. Or you start reading through some of the comments and it's like. I don't care what he puts out there because oh, whatever here. he puts out there is going to be, you know, one of those meaningful songs. And um, I think it's just I, that whole collaboration that they're doing with that is awesome. I love I how genuine it is. And, you know, I was watching, man, I can't remember what song it was the other day. And it was like, and he had to stop like two or three times because he kept messing up. Yeah. And, I love that. That's what I was saying. He said, God damn it. Yeah, I love it. You know, yeah. and it's like, that right there is like, it's as real as it gets. Yep. You know, there's and no, I, there's no like, you know, all these takes to get it perfect. It's like, it's in the moment. You yeah. Know? And, 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 and I, cool. I love, I love that uh, JB, Delaney and Dylan and, all, and the whole like Buffett crew is just knocking them out. They're amazing. I would buy that DVD and then I would buy a DVD player to watch it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, man, it's amazing. Like, but there are songs I'm like, this has to be pleased for me. But then it's like, I didn't think Tin Cup would be on there. No, not at all. And one of like, my, you know, it's probably one of my favorites. You know, I, I could probably say that for so many songs. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. But that one hits home with so many people that, and I hear, we talk about it all the time. Uh, Tin Cup to me is like, I want to go back to the island. Everybody thinks that. And that's what you think about. You know, you think about the keys that kind of, transport you there and it's like i would love to hear i have found me a home you know yeah, and it's like, too. Yeah. when i hear that it's like you know my old red bike it's like i just want to be like you know biking around key west yeah you, you know? can still do that anytime you want man yeah. i am the biggest encourager of people to leave their careers move down here <laughs> and ride a bicycle around town while you're having drinks at the schooners at noon I mean, the times that we've been down there, you know, we've just had, you know, it's it's fun to get scooters and cruise around town, but just getting a bike and just getting lost, you know. Oh yeah, don't um, drive a car in this town. No, no, worthless. Yes, <laughs> um, I've had some really fun times. At, what's a, is a place upstairs? Is it Rick's Rum Runners or Rick's? Oh, Rick's. Should, that's what we just call it, Rick's. We've you know? been upstairs a couple times, and it's seemed like the craziest shit. And yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> Irish Kevin's or like, and I still, I'm a, I stick to the classic bars a lot. Yeah. I, you know, um, the chart room will be one. It's still not open yet. Uh, but schooners, you know, uh, bo's. Um, uh, I mean, there's all kinds. Uh, Louis, you know, uh, Captain Tony's. I like the old classic stuff, man. The the local stuff. Yeah, the local stuff. Yeah, the schooners sure. is amazing. I sat there during a hurricane the other night for about five and a half hours. I saw, it. I saw the rain coming down. <laughs> yeah, I was stuck on the water and in the uh, in the bar, and I walked home and it was up to my knees. But I figured, ah, what the heck? At uh, least I, uh, I, I got, I was pretty buzzed by that time. <laughs> Who cares? I was swam home in more than one way. You know? Exactly. So. But Anthony, I'm so glad we got to do this, man. Hey, um, me too, Dan. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, stick around for a couple of minutes after this, we'll talk. But uh, 
definitely. I think we'll, maybe you come back on again soon. Uh, you tell me, man. I, I'm always down to have a few beers and, yeah, and talk and about I that. really want you to come down here and we do like just a hangout at the chart room or the Captain Tony's, just sit there, videotape it, whatever, you know. Even if it's just – I'd be I'd be just as happy without all that stuff and just having a couple beers with you. Oh, definitely, man. I, I'm going to drink either way. We might as well record it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, yeah, not, not all of them, but a couple of them. So. I still got a lot of stories left. So Yeah, that's good. And that's um, – that's I want to have you back on. You know, We'll do a month or so out. Sure. I've been doing so many recordings lately. And it's like it feels like I do a lot, but it's like this is only the 10th one. Yeah. But it's been, I think, a month and a half only. You know, I definitely before we we go, I you know the one thing and I've I've conveyed this to you, you know, with the uh, with the messages that we've been going back and forth, and you know, I got a few bands that I listen to, so it's not just a hundred percent Buffett all the time. Yeah. And I go through kind of these stages where you know, like I said, I'm a big Counting Crows fan, and you know, I love Aaron Lewis from from Stained, which is a completely variation of you know what what's my normal. And so I go through these stages where I'll listen to something for, you know, a couple of weeks or a month. And then, you know, I'll hit kind of shuffle on my playlist and all these other bands. But, you know, as I started kind of, I got turned on to your page and, you know, the stuff you're posting, it was like, you know, it's funny because, you know, every day I'll kind of look, you know, I'll go on Instagram and I'll see what you post and I'll sing the song lines out loud. And it's like, and it's seeing how long it takes me to kind of, you know, jog the memory to see what song it is. Yeah. And um and so it almost kind of rekindled like I I'm I'm always a Buffett fan, you know. I love the music and so, you know, what you what you're doing I think is super cool and there's a lot of people out there that are the typical Buffett parrot head. I don't consider myself a parrot head. Yeah, um, I understand. You yeah. know, I I enjoy the music for what it is. Um, it puts me in a great mood no matter what's going on in my life. Um, and the page kind of rekindled that with me. And I, I think for the last month, it's all I've been listening to. And it's made me kind of go back. And I started from, you know, down to earth and ran through the whole catalog. Yeah. You know? And you get stuck for weeks at a time on certain albums, too. It's kind of great. And there's things that, like, I have that I'm like, I don't remember ever listening to this stuff. It's like, dude, I put on Rancho Deluxe the other day. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. I'm like, dude, this album's awesome. You yeah, know? it is actually. Yeah. And, it and it's stuff like that. So I just want to say thank you for, you know, I think what you're doing is, is amazing. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that you probably don't know about that appreciate what this page is about. And, you know, at you're how old? 35? 35 man you get it man yeah, you get yeah it. I, I get life i guess you know? You know? it's it's <laughs> it funny be over because, anytime. it's funny because you know i'm 49 and um you know i told you i think you know i'm definitely I, i'm in i'm living the life of the 30 year old yeah and but that's good though I'm, you know it's... i'm super immature um you know i embarrass the hell out of my daughter all the time but i don't feel my age and you know, it's funny when, you know, a lot of people, you tell them you're a Buffett fan and there's like, oh, geez, you know, cheeseburger in paradise and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's a different thing. You know, I got a, a buddy at work that's 27 that he will, you know, pull out a song and I'm just like, not what you expect out of somebody of that age, yeah. you know? And again, he's kind of along the same, the same lines of like, he's into the classic stuff and he got into it by himself, you know? So Tim, hats off to you, buddy. 
Oh, good, good shout out. Yeah, so for sure. <laughs> Hopefully he listens because I hope so. We'll see. It was funny today. Like this is a celebratory moment. Like literally, uh, we I hit a thousand people listening to the podcast today. Nice and. And that's in a month of doing it. I'm pretty jazzed about that. Um, and I appreciate that your kind words. And, you know, I, did, I do this page, really. And uh, it took me a while to get my groove. And it, no one saw, like, the stuff I was posting before because I've taken it all down and redone it. And now I have what I like about it. Um, but I do it every morning because I think it, people like to start their day with a positive. It, most messages, like, on there are positive. Like, every photo of Buffett smiling or hanging out makes you feel like, Hey, today's going to be pretty good, man. It's great, man. I, I honestly, Dan, I look forward to it every day. Oh, I appreciate you know? that, man. I, and, and I appreciate uh, the the go bag and everything you uh, you sent me. And um, you and I will be friends for years. I know it, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm yeah. looking forward to actually sitting down with you and uh, and getting shit faced one night. Oh, anytime you want, pal. <laughs> yeah. so, but I, I thank you again. And Anthony, if anybody wants to reach out to you because of your collection, would you be okay if you want to chat? You like to chat Buffett as much as I do. For sure. Is for sure. An email or anything you want to put out or your Instagram? Just my Instagram. Uh, I'm at Twanmon, uh, T-W-A-N-M-O-N. Um, and if uh, if I feel inclined to, I'm it's a private account, but if I feel inclined, I'll, uh, I'll accept it. And <laughs> send, send you a message saying why you're following him first. Uh, for sure, fan myself. for yeah, sure. So, and I'll, I'll put you out on mine too. And, and I don't have a whole lot, you know. I mean, there's a couple yeah. couple backstage stuff from there, but it's just I don't yeah. post a whole lot. And I need I think, to, it's, the, I think it's the conversation people for sure. like. For sure. I mean, I, I have random conversations with people for you know 20 minutes, and I'm like, this is awesome. We we have the same uh, we just the same love man is uh, the happiness of Buffett and you know uh, Key West and it's I, I just love that man it, it's all, it's great yeah I love it I, I was talking today uh, finishing note here that uh, with all the parrot head stuff going on there's parrot head this parrot head that I should start a classic Buffett group man. You know, I we think do there's a-, a lot of people out there that are like minded and and it's yeah. not to say that it's not bagging on anybody. You know, yeah, I get it. Um, but I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know the, you know, to me, what I consider is the real Buffett. You know, they know the stuff that's in the bars and songs, you know, by heart and, you know, the guys that pay a thousand bucks for tickets to hear that one song they've heard. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, there's but a lot of people you have a good time. That's really all that matters. That's all that matters. I don't care what you're into. I really think if you're listening to Buffett and you can spread a little cheer with it, man, I think that's what Buffett is really about, man. It's, it's getting away from it. In memories that you're going to make with the music. Totally, so, totally. So thank you again, Anthony, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Hey, man. my pleasure, man. Thanks and for thank having Thank you, everybody me. else, uh, for listening. Uh, any emails or anything, just classicbuffett at Gmail and my uh, classic underscore Buffett uh, on Instagram. And if you can find me on Facebook, knock yourself out. I don't know what it is. So have a great day.